for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hello, welcome to Ruined, a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. I'm Hallie, and if you've been listening recently, you know that my co-host Allison is out. She's she's on her grind. She's preparing the world for the potentially the ro- overshoot of Roe vs. Wade. Uh, it, knock on wood, not. But it's it, this show comes out Tuesday. They're supposed to announce something Wednesday. And um, until that happens, please let us terrify you with fictional frights. Um, I've had a series of really wonderful guest hosts, and joining me tonight, a fabulous TV actor and writer. A Broadway Zone, a dear friend of Allison from their time on Comedy Central's Very Funny, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. Please welcome Pia Glenn. Pia, thank you for coming. Hi, Hallie. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Um, This is such a pleasure. I mean, uh, you've shared your horror thoughts on Twitter, and they're such a delight on there, which is how I got to know you. I mean, obviously, you know Allison in real life, but I I think of you as a, a Twitter personality to follow. That's awesome. I enjoy that. Um... That'll probably be in the DSM-5 one day. But for now, I, I savor <laughs> Listen, it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's going to have everyone in their bind name. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, also, what is your Twitter in case you want to follow you? It's my name, Pia Glenn, G-L-E-N-N. Awesome. And um, what are your thoughts before we get started? How, what are your thoughts about horror? What, do, what, do you, what is your preference when it comes to a horrifying movie? Where are you at with the genre? Um, I would rather not, thank you. But... Mm-hmm. I am such a lover of movies overall that there's that crossover where some Mm -hmm. really, really great movies are horror movies. So I have seen, you know, sort of the classics, I think. Your Shinings, Your Exorcists, um, Rosemary's Baby is a Mm -hmm. fave. I would say all horrifying ones. You know what I mean? That's the thing about seeing the classics. They're they're classics because they really are terrifying. They're enduring in that way. Yeah, and people, and some recent ones, um, you know, just do the damn job, and that's great, and that's Mm -hmm. all I ask of a movie is do your job as the movie. Um, But I don't like visually upsetting things. I don't like... Reasonable, very reasonable. Yeah, I really, really dislike um, body horror Mm -hmm. is not for me, which, I again, loving movies. This is a sidebar. I'll make it quick. I watched the the History of Horror, whatever series, with um, Eli Roth, Mm-hmm. And um, I had such a bone to pick with it because they had a whole episode on body horror and they included, like, the elephant man and stories about people who are disfigured. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not a horror movie. That's a right. person who's disfigured is not the same thing as a person Absolutely. who, you know, like, peeling their skin off. Like, that's body horror. Like, you know when you cough and, like, your teeth come out or thinner? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so... And I haven't seen The Elephant Man, but my understanding of it is the horror is that this person is being treated this way. I think I think the oh, point yeah. of the movie, I imagine, is that it's, <laughs> it, he's not a monster. That's not my horror. What's horrifying is how people are treating this human being that perhaps Eli Roth had a different takeaway from the movie than what the filmmakers intended. 
he included it in body horror, which is extremely ableist of him. Mm -hmm. And I had that moment where I was like, I I certainly don't know more about horror than Eli Roth. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of vulgar. But anyway, you know, because ableism in horror is every horror, you know. Please, I was going to say, you know, what is the, it's that, um, the, what sort of the preeminent early horror movie freaks. Oh. And it's sort of entirely, it's both uh, casted by and also about mm-hmm. a, a disabled people who work in a sideshow. Mm-hmm. And I think that movie in some ways is, I think you look at it as like, people put down or sort of reclaiming or like the horror is out of like how dare you like ostracize us Mm -hmm. but I think that's a modern retelling I think at the time it was just sort of like look at these guys you know what I mean so I think it's sort of like I think we're allowed to look at it our view of things can change over time for sure for sure for sure yeah but it's when we're still doing things like you know your face is asymmetrical so obviously you're evil like it's like yeah you know the big scar ooh yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah, and I think that's something, like, there are a lot of uh, problematic elements of horror, but I feel like, yeah, that's still one we're still, we can't get away from. We're sort yeah. of like, oh, well, if someone looks scary. In yeah. reality, the most horrifying people, uh, just average looking, and the yep. just who have too much power and then uh, want to run the world into the ground. Exactly. Um, not typically, uh, you know, someone who's, uh, you know, has a facial difference. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this movie sort of has an interesting uh, take. Speaking of disability, um, well, this, <laughs> the this thing is that ableism was the first thing that occurred to me, like twelve seconds in, because again, I am enabled, and mm-hmm. I I just never want to talk over a community I don't belong to. However, I do my best to talk to other abled's about how ableist so many people are all the time. And a second into this trailer, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, yes. So the movie we are doing, and this was, oh, we sent a list, and this is an off-requested one. And I think, Pia, you would be interested as someone who hadn't seen this. This is 2016's Don't Breathe. Now, was so, we, of course, we'd like to have you watch the trailer. Was the trailer the first time that you realized that perhaps a disability was going to come into play in the movie? Oh, yeah. I knew nothing okay. about this movie whatsoever. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, it does its job, the first few things, trouble at home, sure, of course. And then it gets to, well, it's kind of hard. It's kind of, what do they say? It's it's pretty bad to rob a blind man, it's this mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. And there is this, you know, he's using his cane. And I just went, oh, no. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's, it's my first thought. And again, this is not, I don't have the final say on the topic of disability or ableism, my first thought was, like, please don't be inspiration porn. Like, please don't let this blind man go all, like, Rambo because he may not be able to see, but he'll be able to gut all these teenagers or, like... (laughs) Well, you know, I'll be honest, Pia, there, that will be an element. But then, <laughs> you know, they really do. He's definitely not there for you to root for him. I think he is a, a layered character that you find out more about. And I think once you find out about this person, it's certainly more nuanced than, oh, he's, you know, simply there to be inspirational. He's he, he I hope he's not inspiring anyone. <laughs> and I, I did get no, I, did, I did get more nuance um, as it went on. And it had that thing that happens with me a lot where I'm like, oh, this looks good, actually. This looks kind of good. I can see this. Oh, okay. It doesn't look like there are supernatural things. It looks like, you know, a really tough situation that you, you know, you kids got yourselves into, mm-hmm. wag of the finger, so someone yes. might die. And then some things happened that did look kind of supernatural. I just went, nope, no thanks. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. 
I would say this is definitely more in the horror thriller. Alice and I are always talking about sort of like what are what are the difference between a horror movie and a thriller. I think this is definitely a horror movie, but with more of like a action thriller element to it. Yeah. Versus sort of your the characters being visited upon by something that's not of this world. Right. They're you know the, m- multiple people in this in this. A movie are going to be fighting for their life and sort of, you know, whose life, what, why are they fighting so hard? What do they plan to do with that life? That sort of becomes more complicated as we find out. Nice. Before we go into the movie, uh, we always like to take a baseline scary. How scary do you find the concept of being trapped in a stranger's home? Oh, off the charts. What uh, is this a scale of one to 10? I should know this. I one to all 10. The time. Yeah. It's, I would say if you need to go over 10 for this no. one, that's totally fine. But yeah, one to 10. It's, it's 10 plus plus. It's 10 with extra. Mm. I don't like being in other people's homes to begin with if I don't know them well. Or I'm very, I'm interested in cleanliness. You know, we shouldn't joke about COVID, but I say that now it's like people have risen to approximately my level of cleanliness post-COVID. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm someone who wiped my phone down with an alcohol swab every night. Um, right. And other people's homes are their own and they have their own human smells. I, mm-mm. and so this, no. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is gonna be. It would be a tough watch for you then. Um, I was at a um, a stranger's home, not a stranger, an acquaintance's home, not too long ago, and it was incredibly hot. Mm. But I couldn't. Um, I didn't know them well enough to be like, can we open a window? So it's just sort of like heating up, and I keep being like. <laughs> Again, that's so passive aggressive. Just say, oh, what do you mind? I'll look sitting in the window if you could crack it for whatever. But it's like it's getting hotter and hotter, and I'm like, someone else has to say it. Yeah. Like, even that level of, like, I don't know them well enough to tell them how to run their home, but it's so hot. And luckily, eventually, they did open it. But <laughs> even that, like, the resistance of that, like, I can't tell you what to do with your window. It's like, I wouldn't do very well in this movie, is what exactly. I'm saying. And then uh, before we start, based on what you know solely from the trailer, Pia, would you like to guess the twist? In Don't Breathe. Guess the twist. My best guess is that he's actually collecting awful teenagers. <laughs> Great. Love it. There's a basement with movement. I I don't know. that Meaning that he's not just protecting his home and his property. Mm-hmm. It's not a stand your ground. It's I've always been a killer and you just stumbled into this. Yep. That's uh, You're great at this already, Pia. And... It, unfortunately, it's even worse than that. You know, it's like, that's that's where it's bad. And then it, you, when you find out what he's doing, it's even worse. Oh, no. um, and before we get started, I also want to remind everyone that we have our live show coming up um, this Sunday, Sunday, June 26th. And Allison will be returning for it. Uh, we are going to be doing the Black Phone. Looks terrifying. So if you want to get tickets, please get them at momenthouse.com slash ruined. And as always, even if you can't be there for the actual show, which is at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, you will be able to watch it for three days after the actual show premieres. So don't worry if you can't come on Sunday. But if you can, we absolutely um, are excited to see you. And we can't wait. So hopefully we will see you um, this weekend. Um, So let us begin by ruining... Don't breathe. And we, okay, so we open on one of the worst shots, something you don't want to see. It is a man walking down the middle of a street, and he's dragging a woman by her hair. (gasps) No. And she looks like, it's hard to tell, is she alive or not? Title card, don't breathe. 
Oh, we meet our leads. It's Rocky. Wait, can I can I interrupt to say something that is yes. related to, just so barely thinly related to this? Um, I've done a lot of stage, as you said, and stage combat. Being dragged by your hair is one of my favorite things to do. The the mechanism of it. Does it hurt or is it just a no? Because they're not dragging yeah. you. No, I've, all that stuff oh. is about the person doing the stuff, and okay. then it's just acting. So I mean, I've never done it as a corpse. That would be strange. But right. in terms of, like, someone beating you up and then dragging you, I, I did that um, in Man of La Mancha. And I just love it. It's so fun. It's like you, you're skittering along the ground, essentially. But you're holding, propelling yourself. Yeah. But that's okay. not the, Like, you're holding their hand to your head with mm. all your strength. So just the strength of practically doing that is what makes it look like a struggle. And then they it. act, you know— I just love that. I can take a punch like nobody's business. I, I love that stuff. <laughs> um, that's fabulous. So anyway, back and to the movie. <laughs> again, it would be great in this movie because there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat in this film. Um, so we meet our leads, Rocky, Alex, and Money. And Alex, or Rocky money? and Money are Money. I'm assuming that's his, his nickname. Uh, we don't oh, know much about any fella. of them. Oh, okay. Of course, he's Money, like Cash Money to the 99-2000. Sure, sure. And and to the to the to your point, they they're clearly like a little. I, I think they're supposed to be like twenty twenty one, like you know, like young, but like out of high school, and they are breaking into houses. And this is like clearly this is in Detroit, so there is a lot of like what I think we now refer to as like. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like a sort of a pornographic look at like uh, urban decay. Like mm, sort of yeah, like yeah. shooting it in this very like oh can you believe it? It's like yeah, we live in America, right. of course. At juxtaposed right. with these like very beautiful new buildings outside in the suburbs of Detroit, and so they break into a, in a, a new home, and we see them go through the front door and disable the alarm. They ransack the place. They take everything of value, and we know that money is probably not long for this world because he's sort of gleefully doing it. He smashes a glass. He pees all over the kitchen floor. The other two are just there to rob the place, but uh, money is just sort of going for it, you know. Yeah, and there definitely is sort of a template casting situation going on with money and, you know, the looks. And that other, the, the pure-faced boy, the, the young fella, um, Dylan Minnette from, from everything. From, yeah, 13 Reasons Why is what I associate with him with. He's in everything. I associate him with this TV series Awake from oh. easily 10 years ago. That show was okay. on. And he was this age then. So he is one of those people. He was, you know, the the really thoughtful, sensitive teenage right. son, I guess. But yeah, good for him. He's he's His career has wheels. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, uh, Money is played by Daniel Zavato, who is also in It Follows. Um, and oh. who, who I haven't recognized him. He's also apparently in Fear of the Walking Dead. And the female lead, Rocky, is Jane uh, Levy, who I have seen in everything. She was in the Evil Dead remake. And then she's mm-hmm. also, I associate with her with um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, a, a show mm, that was mm-hmm. bad, but that I watched every episode. So what could you say? You know, I mean, how bad was I it? I knew she was familiar. That's probably from what it is. I didn't watch all of it, but that's, yeah. And she was great in it. So, you know, hey, what can you do? Yeah. Interestingly, so the, the the trio goes through the front door, but then they leave. They, like, go out the back door, set the alarm, and then smash the back door in with a rock, presumably to throw the homeowner off of their trail because clearly they have the key to this house. And mm. they all get in the car, and they're celebrating, and Rocky's sort of, like, waving her hand out the window, and a little ladybug lands on her hand, a, a symbol of her freedom, a symbol of hope, you know, like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to get money, because we're going to find out she has big plans to get the hell out of here and move to California. 
mm-hmm. which she immediately informs Alex. Again, that actor Dylan constantly has a furrowed brow. His brow's even more furrowed when she informs him that she's going to take her younger sister, Diddy, and they're going to head to California. And she's like, everyone's moving away anyways. Like, I, my mother is, like, drunk and has, like, a terrible boyfriend, and, like, her family life is terrible. But Alex is like, I can't leave because my dad is still here. Speaking of, mm, he goes okay. home, and we find out the reason that Alex had keys to this house is his dad runs a security company. So he is Ooh. taking keys to the company his dad, you know, runs security for and is stealing from all of them. I just feel like that's a very—like, he's going to figure it out. Like, once that's all the houses pretty, I mean, that you your dad works for, like, he's going to put two and two together. Am I wrong? Yeah, you got to ride that. If this was a different movie, that would be the focus of the movie. If it was, or if it was, a, like, a procedural, an episode of Law & Order, they'd make that yes. connection in the third act, and there you go. Um, also, going the mom, was that Roseanne Arquette in a stunning cameo as It mom? does look a lot like her. Let's check this out. Um, as no, Troublesome it's, Mom. I didn't Google it. Um, it is Katya Bokar. But she, oh, you're right. She does okay. look exactly like Roseanne Arquette. Okay. Yeah, I always, I, uh, having had an abusive mom as well, rest in peace, question mark, to her, um, that kind of moment to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, there they go. They're wrapping it up in one line. Yep, you're calling your daughter yeah. a whore. There it is. Exactly. She's got to get out of the house. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah, apparently this actress, she's been in the last time. She's in The Witcher. The Witcher, sorry. Um, she's She's been in a ton of stuff, so I'm sure we've seen her other other places. Um so, uh, yeah, so we sort of get the idea that, like, uh, you know, Rocky and Money are talking about we're going to go to California, get the hell out of here. Alex feels like because of my father, who, by the way, I keep stealing keys from, lives here, I have to stay here. <laughs> and Money meets up with Raul, and they didn't steal any cash. They just have, like, watches and jewelry. And Raul's like, I'll give you, like, a minimal amount of money. And Money's like, we went through all of this work. And he's like, yeah, bring me cash. I could do something with cash. Like, how many— how many people want to buy, like, this specific watch? Like, not that many people. Yeah. And Money's, like, it's raging true. at him. And Raul says, all right, I have a new tip for you. And basically, like, if you go in and steal this money, then, you know, you give me a cut, but I, you're paying me for the tip. You're doing the hard work. Most of the money could be yours. The tip is at 1837 Bonavista Street, which also is serviced, fortunately, by, dad, by Alex's dad's company. <laughs> it's in the Perfect. worst part of town. Awful. But it looks like kind of a dump. But allegedly, the owner is an army vet. His name is Norman Nordstrom, and he's referred to in the credits as the blind man. Oh, perfect. However, <laughs> Who needs you a see, name when you got a disability. I know. But luckily, you see, there's like a, you see a newspaper clipping at a certain point, and his name is Norman. So I'm going to call him Norman. Okay. He allowed, he's allowed to have a name, even though, as we find yeah. out, maybe not a great guy of himself. So basically, he received a huge settlement. This woman, uh, Cindy Roberts, ran over and killed his daughter. So she, he basically got paid off by her family. She was found oh. innocent of vehicular manslaughter, but allegedly he has keeps like $300,000 in cash in a safe in his house. Now, sure. how Raul knew about this, I don't know. But what, he says— Really, was Raul in the car? Was he— <laughs> Raul's doing—he's at, the, he's at the, his public library. He's going through the microfiche. He's like, who in he's the newspaper right. might have money in the house? And he right. came across the and he says, great, we're going to go check it out. Yeah. Um, and so— Money's like, great, let's just rob this guy. We've been robbing, you know, what is some old guy? We can rob him, no problem. Alex says, we're not going to do that because if you steal over $10,000, it's felony larceny. 
And they will absolutely mm-hmm. trace it to my dad. It's like, yeah, the, uh, the whole time they were going to trace it to your dad, but okay. Right, like you're saying, that presupposes that all the other thefts wouldn't have mattered. Like, I understand, like, he, like the, the kid's trying to be quote-unquote smart right. after the fact. Like, I guess it would mean, like, no, like, federal charges. He's trying to, right. like, spare his dad a RICO case, I guess. But it's still a lot of theft. Yeah, I think I also think, like, why? Like, I, again, I don't know the the, the, the the cops in Detroit— they don't seem like they're probably they're out here like ah you know you're probably right like I just feel like there is th- that kind of like uh, hair splitting is not going to matter to the yeah. police I think exactly. they're like yeah fuck you but yeah. Rocky says no I want to rob this house because we do it right we never have to do it again it's her this is the money that we're going to get the hell out of town so we do this is our again the last big heist you know we just right. got to do it one more time and then we're gonna fuck out of here. Exactly. We love to see it. Yeah. He says, no, I, you know, I don't want to ruin my dad's life. And because he's the source of the keys, he's like, it's not going to happen. Of course, that night, Alex gets a text from Rocky, and it says, I need to get her out of here. Please do this for me. Mm. So he's in. And the next he's day, in. we see Rocky taking care of her sister, uh, while her dirtbag mother and her terrible boyfriend, Trevor, drink and smoke and just sort of mocks Rocky. And she's like, oh, you know, I know you have money, but your lips look really sore. Is that how you're making it? You know, just, again, terrible, like you said, that terrible mother. That, yep. That was the one in the trailer. No wonder you want to flee to California. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are Rocky and um, not money, or is anyone fucking? Are these young people mm-hmm. having sex with one another is my question. Okay, so I didn't realize this because they do not have any chemistry and you don't see them even, like, kiss or anything. <laughs> but um, money and Rocky are a couple. But they don't yeah, okay. really do, I just, I don't feel like they set up even a moment of, like, yeah, we've been together since middle school or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. even just a line would have, like, helped lead you there. Because they act yeah. like they're just business partners. We mm-hmm. do know, based on, one, you this is why you hire that actor. But, two, Alex, every time he looks at Rocky, clearly Alex is in love with Rocky. Of but course. just, like, it's never going to happen. It's never happened. It's just his pining, you know, like. Right. Pining for her, knowing that she's with somebody else. Right. I bet they just relied on Dylan Minnette's, like, soulful eyes to just tell that entire story. Like, obviously, you're absolutely he's right, yeah. for her because she's with, you know, cornrows over here. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect. You're absolutely right, and that's—we do know that. And so, finally, you know, Rocky sort of like, I'm just going to get through the day, and she gets a text from Alex saying, all right, let's do it. And she tells her younger sister, who, again, is her name is Diddy, um, you know— yeah. There's, there's there's no surfing in Michigan, but you know where they're surfing in California. Would you want to go there? And because Diddy's like eight, it's like, yeah, of course I want to go there. I, I, we don't have to live with mom. <laughs> we get to like go do see sunshine, you know? Aww. So they go the next day to check out, sort of like scope out the, the area. And this is basically money sort of comes back to the car while they're all waiting and tells them this house is basically in the middle of four abandoned blocks. Like this whole area, like it's just falling down buildings. So it's really unlikely anyone will hear or see them and call the cops. Just then, a gigantic Rottweiler jumps up against the car window. And we hear someone whistle, and the dog takes off, and they look, and that's the man they're targeting. And this is when they realize, Wait, is he blind? He's lost his sight in Iraq or something. That's kind of fucked up to have a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's a fucking saint, bro. Now it's like, oh, so you are willingly going to go rob an elderly man who only has this money because his daughter died. And also he's visually impaired and lives in the middle of, you know, an area where there's nobody else. 
you're choosing to do this, you know? They put that one little line in the trailer that's like, oh, it's kind of shitty to rub a blood. Like, but at no yeah. point is it sincere. At no point does exactly. it seem no, no. like— They're like, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. And that's sort of like the point. Like, this is going to be even easier. Yeah. We're so excited at whatever— also, right. um, we see that Rocky got a um, hideous-looking ladybug tattoo on her wrist. Mm. That And Alex is like, why'd you get that? And she tells this horrible story. She's like, basically, um, when I was younger, my mother locked me in the trunk when I would cry. And one time, a ladybug flew into a hole in the trunk and sort of kept me company. And she says, when I get to California, I'm going to have this colored in, and then I will never get another tattoo. That'll be my last one. And Alex tells Rocky, when you get to California, I will go with you. And Rocky smiles and says, I knew you would. Like, she knows. Yeah. She knows that they're not together, but, like, they have, there is something there. Like, their their friendship means something. Yeah. So, Money says, we're coming back tonight. We'll, we'll do this. They come back at 2 a.m., and they toss the Rottweiler, who's sort of tied up outside the house, a treat with some kind of sedative in it. So, they sort of Classic. toss the dog treat over. The dog is out. However, when they go to the door, they're shocked that the door has, like, more locks than they have keys for. I was like, have you never lived anywhere? Like, yeah. people get new locks. They don't, like, and, and Alex is like, why wouldn't he give the security company an extra, like, set of the lock, or the keys? And it's like, first of all, he, he probably forgot. Two, which is money points out, it's like, if he has $300,000 in there, he's not going to give anyone else the keys. Right. Like, if, it, if that's what's really going to happen, why would he give anyone else the keys? Think about it. It's so extremely trusting to, that he's he's engaged a security company. It seems like he's kind of a DIYer. He doesn't trust banks, clearly. So mm-hmm. it's odd that he's like, here, company, here, corporate. You know, he doesn't seem like a <laughs> like a real, like, you know, white-collar guy. Yeah, he's definitely DIY, as we'll find out. He's doing it <laughs> himself, this whole thing. Yeah, he's got the dog, he's got the locks. Who needs, you know, allied ink? Exactly. And so he, they sort of leap over this high wooden fence in search of a side door. And we see the Rottweilers kind of snoozing next to the cellar door. And um, they try to open the cellar door. There's like a regular like sliding lock, but they can't get it undone. And they go to the back door. We see that all of the windows on the first floor have bars on them. Makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, having lived in New York, every, you know, if you're on the first floor. Yeah. Alex has a remote disabler. That he's able to shut off the alarm from the outside. And he unlocks one lock, but again, there are more locks on the back door. There's locks on locks on locks, okay? Of course, you know. However, Rocky spots a second-story window with no bars. And she's like, if you hoist me up there, I will wiggle through. Wow. Yeah, they do. She immediately punches out the window to reach in and unlock it. And that sets off the alarm. So then there's like a 30-second delay. Uh-huh. And she, of course, she's walking over a broken glass. She has a piece of broken glass in the bottom of her shoe, and she carries it downstairs until it falls out. Oh. And she manages to set the alarm, like, shut the alarm off. But before it, she does, it's beeping. And I'm like, the guy can hear. Like, if yeah. you were home and you heard a window being punched out, you would immediately wake up. Like, I don't care who this person is. He would be up now. Yeah, this seems and they're like acting a, like he wouldn't have heard it, you know? Right. Or what is the remote disabler? Was that just some sort of technology we're supposed to gloss over? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think it's sort of like, oh, I'll disable it, and then once you uh, breach the house, then it'll, you'll have thirty seconds. Does that make any sense? No, but we're gonna we're gonna go for okay, it. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. This is a lot of crime. I guess that's why Alex is concerned about not reaching the ten thousand dollar thing because he's he's steering the ship here. <laughs> 
sounds like. Right, yeah. It's like, for someone who seems very concerned about going to prison, you are going to go to prison. Exactly. At some point, if you keep doing this. Yeah. So we see we see Alex, uh, oh, sorry. We see Rocky creep down to the kitchen to let them in the back door. We see all the um, Norman's photos. One of his daughter, it's upside down, presumably because he can't see. It's oh. all these, like, moments of, like, okay, all right. But oh I guess we're thinking that no one had, he doesn't have anyone else. He doesn't have anyone else in his life. I guess is what we're supposed to think. It's just him. Right. I know. No one's ever entered and been like, just out of respect, I'm just going to flip this picture over. Flip like, he's never had a visitor. Like, that doesn't feel yeah. right. That feels like when they show children's handwriting and, like, the R is backwards completely. Like, that's that's yeah. that's and not real. That that didn't happen. And they're, yeah, they're obviously drawn by adults trying to mimic what a child would write right. like. Yeah. yeah. So they're outside. Uh, so Alex and uh, Money are still outside, and they're freaking out. And Alex is like, "Oh my god, we got to figure out." Money's like, "You should calm down because that she's my girl. She's not yours. I don't know why you're acting like this. You know what I mean? Like you're a friend to her. You're gonna be in the friend zone. So even Money knows like this is you're out of hand. You know what I mean? Like just be normal about this." Rocky lets them in. And they all take off their shoes to not make again. You punched out the window, but okay. And they right. start making their way upstairs, <laughs> and we see wait, that wait, Norman wait, has wait 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 Pause. yes. Yeah. I guess I understand taking off your shoes, but here's that. I think in general, people have a lot of misconceptions about what will make you, like, less conspicuous. Like, it's like if someone's yes. walking in front of you and they, like, crouch down. Like, I that doesn't make you invisible <laughs> nor transparent. Like, right. what do you, like, what, I mean, unless they were wearing tap shoes or... You know, I was going to say, yeah, if they're tapping up the, like, the yeah, if they're all wearing stilettos, yes. But if not, if you're wearing, like, a, a boot, it's going to be as quiet, unless you step on, a, um, like, a creaky floorboard. Right. But if you step on a creaky floorboard in your bare foot, it's going to creak. Exactly. Like, it doesn't, and, it and doesn't I, add up. These are, I agree. you know, I can't, they're, they're young people doing crime. I can't imagine they're not wearing a rubber-soled shoe, a sneaker, or, like you they said, are. a they boot absolutely at are. max. So the whole take your shoes off thing, I hate to be myself, but I feel like it's just setting us up for stepping on a nail or a broken glass or Again, Pia, something like that. It's like you wrote this movie. But <laughs> so they, they creep upstairs and Money finds Norman's bedroom. And what they're going to do, if you thought the remote alarm disabler was, uh, you know, a piece of technology, they're going to set off a sleeping gas bomb. So it sort of looked like a bug bomb. And they put it in Norman's room and he's about to set it off when Norman sits up in bed, like hearing him, uh, something. Yeah. But He's he has a TV on. The TV's playing again. Video of his daughter as a child. She's like singing. She's pretending to plant Ugh. a tree. So when he wakes up, he just assumes, "Oh, the TV woke me up." So mm-hmm. he shuts off the TV, goes back to sleep. Money sets off the bomb and sneaks out. Where do you get a sleeping gas bomb? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and also, won't the cops be able to tell that? Like, if you bought it online, like it's going to be pretty obvious what you were doing with it. That is so absolutely bizarre. I'm I'm. Slightly distracted by the absurdity of the video of the daughter. I, I, again, it's like it's because it seems like these are smart people making a movie with things to say. There's going to be some cliches. That's fine. Yeah, but that. Yeah, and and what is the statement they're making that he can't see and it's a video? Like you know what? He could be enjoying the sound, of course, but it's like oh, yes. it just makes the cliche more obviously a cliche. To me. Yes. Maybe that's my writer brain. Maybe you're supposed to go, oh, he just loves the sound. But that video of the... Uh, all right. So video and sleeping bomb. You know, I think it's a good question. I think, you know, you, we, we don't have a ton of horror movies like this, but I think we've had it. Like, I think like the original VHS is like one where we're supposed to be like, oh, wow, the main characters really are pieces of shit. 
Like, I think to see that video, we're supposed to be like, man, fuck these mm. kids. Like, this mm-hmm. guy, he's just blind and his daughter's dead. Like, let yeah. him have his life. So I think it's like another element of like, oh my God, like, let this man sleep. Like, what are you doing? You're going <laughs> to like steal his money? Like, yeah. you bought a sleeping gas bomb? So I think that's what we're sort of building towards of like, oh, we're sympathizing with him oh, as the sure. potential yeah, victim. I could, I could just see like a, a lock of her hair or, I mean, there's other cliches oh, yeah. that are less cliche. That cliche, no, I, you know, absolutely, <laughs> a stuffed animal, and then we pan over to a picture of her with the stuffed animal. Anyway, I'll stop rewriting the movie. No, no, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So, money goes to, to join Alex and Rocky downstairs. They've discovered that the basement is locked with a huge, elaborate lock on it. So they assume, reasonably enough, that the money must be downstairs. So um, money tries to pry open the door, but of course he can't get it open. He takes out a gun to shoot off the lock, and this is the first Alex and Rocky are seeing of the gun. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you brought a gun to this. And Alex says, like, you just gave this guy, like we alluded to, the legal right to shoot us if he finds us. Mm-hmm. If if they if we have a gun that we brought into his house, he can kill us. There's no question. And Money's like, oh, you think because you jerk off to Rocky's Instagram selfies, that makes you her Ooh. Romeo? Get the fuck Ooh. out of here. Okay. And using a bottle as a silencer, Money shoots the lock off the basement. Again, I don't know how much gas is in there. But if you heard a gun go off in your house, yeah, I think even if you were groggy, you would try to get out of bed, you know, sort of like figure out what's going on. I've never seen the bottle shoot silencer, plastic soda bottle or whatever, um, IRL, having um, graduated from the Law and Order School of Criminology and Legal Affairs. I, it's not silent. It's, no. it's silenter. Or it's closer. Right. It's quieter. But it's not silent. Right. It's just somebody screaming in your house and somebody loudly shouting. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yes, it is quiet, but somebody's still there. Right. Alex says, reasonably enough, fuck this, and he leaves. He goes out the back door. But Money and Rocky stay, and they're able to pry the basement open, the door open, and they stand back only to see Norman standing in the doorway right next to the basement. Yeah, that was effective in the trailer. And he calls out to them, like, who's there? And they both freeze, and Money realizes, oh, he doesn't know there's more than one. So Money's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I was wasted, I thought this was an abandoned house, I broke in, but I'm sorry, I'm going to leave. And Norman steps forward, and when he does, he steps on the lock that's been pried off the door. So now, oh, he knows this is a fucking robbery. Yeah. And he sort of scrambles to the basement door, and Money slams it shut. And as they're sort of confronting one another, Norman hears Money cock his gun. Mm-hmm. So now Norman knows, oh, it's a robbery, and this guy is armed. So Money says, I know what's down there, and I'm not leaving without it. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Rocky is silently, like, trying not to scream. Yeah. Instead of freaking out, Pia, Norman reaches forward and in one motion grabs the gun out of Money's hand and then gets him into a chokehold. And Norman asks Money, how many of there are you? And mm-hmm. he tells him, it's just me. I swear it's just me. And he lets Money go, only to put the gun to the side of Money's head and shoots him, killing him. Wow. Rocky freaks out. Again, she's silent. And she basically backs into a closet, still Mm -hmm. silent, like, to hide. As Norman, like, furiously punches the wall. And outside, Alex hears the gunshot. Pia, if you were in this situation, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, no. And pick whoever, which, which one you want to be. You could be any of them. You could all be all of them. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I w- there's always the Allison special, honestly. Absolutely. I just feel like I don't know what, 
I'm how I'm getting out of that closet. And let's just, you know, let's just not. And you know what I think all the time with the Allison special and in general. And also <laughs> watching horror movies. And, you know, trigger warning. This is about to get bleak, but true. Depending on the moment in my depression cycle, sometimes horror movies just don't make any sense. Because it's honestly like, right. why are you fighting so hard to live? I'm so sorry that I just... Yeah. What is just, you know what, lay down and and, and say goodnight. Um the young fella outside, though, I mm-hmm. just run for your life. You have your whole life ahead of you. You have clear skin, Absolutely. beautiful eyes. I just, I always find it funny that, like, in a movie, an action or anything, when, like, someone having a crush on someone is also, like, a major plot point. Like, he wouldn't have left if it wasn't, you know, jerking off to the Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of that, it's just amazing that it's like, well, you know, suddenly it's like Ducky in Pretty in Pink in, is yeah. playing a role in this movie. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think it's bad. I don't think they're getting out okay. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I do agree. And I Allison think, special. Uh, we, and I, uh, normally I would yell at Allison not to pick that, but I will allow you to pick it. Um, I feel like there is, we talk about this a lot, but it's like there is a moment in every horror movie where somebody should leave and get call the cops. You know what I mean? Or leave and yeah. go get help. And Alex is already outside the house. He should keep keep moving. Yeah. But he can't because he is, if not in love with Rocky, it has, a, has a, a relationship with her. He's like, I have to go back. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. So P.A., he goes back in. He doesn't know Ugh. that Norman is out and about. He's thinking, did money drop the gun? Did he sh- What happened? Did he shoot the door again? Right. He's thinking money. It was just money's gone. However, as soon as Alex gets inside— Norman storms through the house, finding the kitchen door open, and Alex is barely able to, like, duck out of the way. But Norman Mm. padlocks the kitchen door shut. So, again, sealing Mm -hmm. off the door. He also Mm -hmm. finds the broken bathroom window, nails a piece of wood over it as sort of Alex silently looks on. So the two Mm -hmm. places they have been able to obtain entry are now sealed off. In the closet, Rocky's texting Alex. He's texting her back only for Norman to go into the closet where Rocky is and pull the back off a shelf, and we see that the Ugh. safe is hidden behind it. And as oh, wow, she watches, right we, Rocky sees the code to the oh. safe. However, Pia, and this is my complaint about the movie, is this is the same issue as, have, did you see The Quiet Place or A Quiet Place 2? Yep, I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring that up. If I, if I as an audience member can hear it, 
everyone yeah. can hear it. And that was in a quiet yeah. place. It's like, oh, their hearing is so good. Well, then why can't they hear the thing that I'm listening to right now as a human? Right. Same with Norman. Yeah, it, it was, it was, and I like the quiet place a lot. It, it was Me most too, successful absolutely. when it was dead quiet, when it was dead silent, but all this like, <gasps> And the creaking and the tapping, exactly. you know, that stuff makes noise. And also, I have to say, what did I say earlier about being other people's homes? There's other mm-hmm. people's smells. All those kids with their sweat and their adrenaline Absolutely. going. No, yeah, you, you know somebody else's teenage funk or however old they're supposed to be in your closet. Mm-mm. If a total stranger walked into the room behind you, I fundamentally think it's like the air would change. You could smell them. Yep. like. Just them moving in the room causes the air to shift. You know, like maybe yeah. you wouldn't know right away, but eventually if they're there, you would perceive them. And this yeah. guy, I feel like absolutely would know, would be able to hear her breathing, even if she's holding her breath, like could hear her, her exactly. body. But there's sounds, which is also why The Quiet Place was more, well, I haven't even seen this movie. I can't declare it more, but more successful because those things were not human. So we can't ascribe yeah. our, you know, ideas and, and That's feelings. That's a good point. But we know as yeah. people— we, we know we smell Absolutely. breath. So Norman storms off after, you know, checking the safe. Everything's inside it. Alex finds Rocky and was like, let's just fucking call the cops. Let's just call the cops. We'll come clean. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll get in trouble. But, like, this guy killed money, you know? And she tells, tells him, wait. And she manages to open the safe, having looked at the code. She takes all the cash and puts it in her bag. And Alex is oh. like, I don't think we could do this. But Rocky's like, it's not worth for us for us to leave at this point. But because now the kitchen door is padlocked, all the other doors are locked, and the windows have bars, they decide the only way to escape is to go into the basement and go out that cellar door that they saw on the side oh, of the house. Because no. they saw they had a lock on, they knew they had a lock on the inside, but it was just sort of a more easy lock versus like a padlock. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. creep towards the basement, only for Norman to burst out of it on his way to clean up Money's body. And of course, as he's dragging Money's body into the other room, Alex steps on a squeaky floorboard, mm-hmm. and Norman trains his gun around the room, pointing it at Alex. Fortunately, Money's phone suddenly goes off, and Norman shoots the phone. But he yes, assumes that was oh, also really effective in the trailer of of the panning. Absolutely done. But yeah. he assumes okay, the sound must have been the phone, so he drags Money's body off. Rocky and Alex are able to creep down to the basement in the darkness. Alex's phone has died. So the only phone they have left is Rocky's phone as a flashlight. Mm. You know, so they're basically in darkness. Like you said, Pia, Norman is upstairs and he goes into the kitchen and he starts sniffing. He Mm -hmm. knows that someone's in the house. He finds both of their sets of shoes. So he knows there are two people in the house based on their stinky, sweaty shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he screams and he runs back to the safe closet and he tears it apart and he finds the money is gone. So he knows two people in the house, and they've stolen my hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Pia, the basement is big as, as big as the fucking house. It is huge. It is crowded with stuff. They cannot find the door to the cellar, like, to leave. Ugh. Alex says, fuck it. We have to do this. And he switches on the basement light. As they do, they turn, and they see a gagged woman chained to the ceiling who yeah. sort of leaps at them begging them for help. Her lunging against her chain rings a bell upstairs. So now (gasps) Norman knows the people in the house have found my secret. Oh, They have found a woman tethered to the ceiling and is surrounded by cushions and sort of a makeshift, like, uh, fourth wall revealing padded cell. She is tied. She sort of has, like, a harness on. So her hands are free, 
but she cannot escape, and she, her, her, her mouth wow. is gagged. Alex got says, an alarm set up. Yeah. Alex says, fuck this. We have to leave. We will send—this obviously isn't good. We will call the cops and have them come back. We cannot stay here. This guy has a lady down here. But Rocky, right. of course, feels horrible and goes to this woman, and the woman hands her a newspaper clipping that says, Cindy Roberts found innocent of vehicular manslaughter. Pia, uh-huh. this woman is Cindy Roberts. The, wow. The woman who killed Norman's daughter. Wow. In an even worse turn of events, Pia, she is pregnant. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Stop. Unfortunately. I hate to tell you. Nope. Now, okay. So he, ugh, sheesh. He couldn't just, you know, use that Mm. for therapy and build a memorial library to his daughter. He got the money. He has to do this. This is Well, you couldn't volunteer with children. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have children in your life in different ways. No, unfortunately— Make her yeah. life have meant something. It's a horrible tragedy. Nothing will take it away. But so you I want, guess, yeah, you want but, your daughter. Think about your daughter from heaven or the afterlife or whatever. Be like, oh, what's what did my dad do with his uh, grief? <laughs> you know, to let my legacy. Right. Oh no, he's right. impregnated a woman and is keeping her in his basement. Is that honoring your daughter's uh, memory? I don't think so. I'm so upset. This is so awful. <laughs> I don't. Is she clothed? Tell me she's clothed. She is clothed. She okay. is clothed. Yes. She's very distraught, but she's fully clothed. She looks like she's been, you know, she's, Ugh. I mean, like, for where she's at, she looks okay. She looks clean, well-fed. But unfortunately, okay. it seems like he's keeping her, her there specifically to gestate a child is sort of what we're supposed to take care of. Unbelievable. No. So, so uh, Alex says, again, we got to get the fuck out of here right now because they hear Norman open a door upstairs and they hear him descending the stairs. Yeah. And of course, we see that Norman has a gun in his hand. Of course. Cindy sort of gestures at a safe and they're able to use the same code as a safe upstairs and they reveal a ring of keys. Oh. So they're struggling to undo Cindy's chains. They're trying to get her, they finally get her loose. I mean, she's still like um, bound and then, but she can walk and her mouth is gagged and they take her to the cellar door and freedom is in sight, Pia. But, of oh. course, there's a fucking padlock on the inside of the cellar door. They're panicking. Alex is trying all the keys. And they have a whole ring of like janitor keys. And now they got yeah. this dead weight. No offense to Cindy, but she's not really, you know, pulling her weight athletically, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, exactly. And finally gets it open only to find Norman standing outside the cellar door. <laughs> Great. And Norman takes his gun and he just fires down into the stairwell. He shoots Alex and he kills Cindy. And, of course, oh. Alex and—, and um, uh, Rocky run into the basement to hide in the darkness. And Norman finds Cindy's body and he's like, my baby, my baby, <gasps> no. Why did he, fi- why would you fire indiscriminately? You know you're keeping this woman there. Well, you're just going to fire into the basement? That's on you, Norman. Exactly. That's on you. You did that. See, you that, God don't like ugly. That's what that is. Unfortunately, now, of course, Norman is definitely out for fucking revenge. And he relocks the cellar door with the padlock, and then he breaks off like a screwdriver in the lock. So they cannot get out the cellar door. So, of course, Alex and Rocky are like, fuck, we have to get up to the first floor and hope one of the keys on the key ring works on one of the doors. So we know we're going to have to get up there, and we know it's going to take forever trying these different keys. Unfortunately, as they're sort of quietly trying to run up to the cellar door, Norman fires off a shot. Quietly trying to run with a big ring of janitor keys. I know. (laughs) Never done it. Can't be done. But as they run, Norman shuts off the lights in the house. 
So now mm. they are at an even worse disadvantage. And they're yeah, scrambling that was the, around. In the trailer, he says, mm-hmm. I, I want you to see what I see, which is nothing. I, look, we love a night Also, I don't sequence. even think he says that in the movie. Like, I hate when trailers oh, have see? lines that are in the movie. I don't believe that's in the movie. Sidebar, this is why I avoid trailers at all costs. Mm-hmm. Unless I know I'm not going to see the movie. I hate trailers so much because there's always going to be something I'm either waiting for or it gives it away or something yeah. like that. That's a perfect example. I'm sure he doesn't. But the voice work was good. There's oh, yeah. Really... He's, ter- he's terrifying. The voice yeah. is incredible. Really scary. So Norman is able to grab Alex and he puts his gun to Alex's head and fires, only to realize he's out of bullets. So Alex is able to throw these big metal shelving units, push the metal shelving unit onto Norman, Mm -hmm. and then he and Rocky scramble up the basement door, throw a shot, and then jam something underneath the door in order to trap Norman inside. Of course, as soon as they turn away from the door, they realize Norman has brought his Rottweiler into the house. And they oh, are now the trapped. dog is back. The dog is back. The dog is alert. The dog is angrier than ever. And they have to essentially buy themselves enough time to try all the keys in one of the doors, which is a hard proposition where there's a very angry dog after you. Yeah. So he's, Alex sends Rocky to go try to open the front door. The dog attacks them, sending them running upstairs to Norm, Norman's bedroom. They barricade the door. Of course, when they throw back the blinds, there are bars outside of his bedroom window. Of course they are trapped are. in the room. Norman now, manages. one of them couldn't just sacrifice, you know, a shin bone to this dog. Like, take a dog bite. Well, just take it and, and let the other one do go with the keys. He's not going to kill you right away, if at I all. I agree. So. And not that I want to be attacked by a dog. Please don't let that get out, that rumor yeah, get out there, guys. But same. I do agree where, like, in movies, we sort of overstate the power and terror of a dog. Like, unless they're trained to kill, which I guess we're sort of supposed to think this dog is, to, is trained to kill. But they're just not going to... I just, I just, I find it hard to believe they could take down a human that easily. Yeah, then and again, and listen, again, I don't want to you know, find out. Yeah, and I know you're not saying, and I'm not saying either. Like, you know, if you're walking down the street and someone's dog is not on a leash, like, first of all, they're breaking the law, and if they come at you, fucking run, be scared. Yeah. I'm not saying dogs are not scary. In this situation, however, when you've seen yeah. what this man is capable of That's and what's true. in this house, and That's if very he, she true. Ha- she still has the money on her, yeah. Take a bite. Lose your ankle for a, a, a six months. Get a, I don't Absolutely. know what, but they can bandage it. Just try. Better to, better to lose a limb than to be trapped in this house and never escape. Yeah. So uh, Norman, meanwhile, has gotten out of the basement, and he grabs another gun from underneath um, the couch. So he is now armed again with a different gun. Perfect. Upstairs, Alex gets out the, again, the alar- a remote alarm disabler. <laughs> and he says... <laughs> If I can, I can, there's a panic button. If we're, if we're not too far away, I could set the alarm off and the cops will come. And Rocky says, no, we cannot get arrested. Ugh. And Alex is like, they won't care about the theft when you reveal this guy kidnapped and held a woman hostage. But Rocky right. says, yes, but then we can't keep the money. So Rocky wow. is still so committed to keeping the money. And Alex again loves her. So he says, okay. Just then, Norman just starts shooting at the fucking bedroom door and trying to force it open. And when he does, the Rottweiler lunges at them. Just then, um, Rocky's able to pull open like uh, the uh, an air grate and climb into the air duct, which is like barely the size of a person, and crawls into the air duct into the wall. The Rottweiler lunges at Alex and sends him falling through against the window. And I guess the bars are rusty. The bars give way, and he plummets onto the skylight on the top floor of, uh, of the kitchen, knocking him unconscious. Oh. 
but but Rocky's still in the air duct. She's mobile. She's making progress un- until, of course, Pia, the Rottweiler gets into the air duct and starts chasing her down. And she sort of in the pulls air herself duct. in the air duct. She pulls herself into a gap and then falls all the way into the wall. And, of course, gets knocked oh. unconscious. There's so many concussions going on in this movie. Everyone's yeah. getting knocked <laughs> unconscious. Unconscious. So when Alice wakes up, he sees that he's on the skylight and the glass under him is starting to shatter. And it's like loudly cracking and he's trying not to move. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter because Norman has heard the cracking and just fucking fires at him, sending him falling into the kitchen through the shattered skylight. Alex is able to recover. This guy's taking a lot of beatings, but he's getting back up. But then Norman essentially is just stalking him through the first floor of the house in a cat and, cat and mouse game. And he stalks mm. him into sort of like the work mud room where there's a washer dryer. So we've got like a tool, mm-hmm. um, I'd say a tool desk, a tool okay. bench. <laughs> sure. And yeah. then a washer dryer. And then and then Pia, they're just fucking straight brawling. Like they're bottle smashing and they like like shovel swinging. The the dryer gets turned on. Meanwhile, oh no, the dryer gets turned on. The dryer and he gets doesn't have on. another gun. Like sitting in the, you know, with his like dryer sheets, there's no other weaponry in there. You know, you would think so, but no. Yeah. Fortunately, he has gone into this fight. The, the gun he did have gets knocked to the ground while they're fighting. Money's body, which he is, which Norman has stowed next to the washer dryer, fucking just falls out on top <sighs> of Alex. So now <sighs> there's like a corpse in the mix, you know. Oh, that's bad. Luckily, because the dryer gets turned on, it sort of covers the sound of where Alex is. However. Norman still gets Alex into a chokehold, and as, as he sort of struggles, they will struggle to grab the gun on the ground. And Norman beats Alex mercilessly before taking the alarm remote. Oh, wow. And in the end, Alex is on the ground, bloodied, and Norman grabs a pair of gigantic garden shears, <gasps> raises them, and we see him just bring them down hard. And just then, in the wall, Rocky wakes up. She's still alive. She's trapped in the wall, but she's able to crawl to an external gate. And she kicks it out, and she almost escapes before Norman reaches up into the crawl space, because he's probably figured heard her uh, in there, and pulls her down into the living room. She oh. tries to crawl away, but he's got her dead to rights, and he starts choking her out. And when Rocky wakes up, she is chained in the basement, <gasps> tethered to the ceiling, just no. like Cindy Roberts was, only this time her hands are tied. Pia, who will survive? Who will survive? Oh, no. I want to think that she'll survive and that he's going to impregnate her, but I also don't want to think that. I really don't want to think about that happening. Um, Unfortunately, I've seen that there is a Don't Breathe 2, so I know that Norman survives because it seems like he's in it. Um, He was in a thumbnail. You got me there. You got me there. On the YouTubes. Um, I want her to survive in the final girl situation, but at the same time, not. Yeah, I think she's going to survive. Okay. Just her and him. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. 
saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Rocky comes to in the basement. She tells Norman, look, just let me go. I will not tell anybody. I get it, honestly. She killed your daughter. You wanted revenge. And Norman tells her, no, you don't understand at all. And of course, he has his villain monologue. Oh, great. And Rocky, of course, is like, just so you know, none of this will, you could do whatever to me. None of this will bring your daughter back. And Norman uh-huh. says, well, that's not really true. Cindy took my child away from me. It's only fair. But she gave me a new one. She was pregnant with my baby. You killed them both. They would be alive if you hadn't broken it into my home. Okay, Norman, you did shoot her, so that's on you. Yeah, you did it. I understand, like, what you're saying, but also you're logistically wrong. I mean, you, you shot this woman and she died. Yeah. Um, and also, he, I guess he told Cindy, like, oh, once you give birth to my child, I'll let you go, which I very I find very hard to believe. I don't think he's yeah, actually going to do that. Not even a chance. Also, that's not pleasure. Like, please, give me, like, two bullets at the base of my neck after this fucking ordeal. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, don't let like, me go. I don't want this life. Where, like, I die immediately or I have to spend nine months tethered in a maniac's basement gestating a child. Check, please. Okay? I, yeah. Two, and if two to somehow go. somehow I survive, and you know he's delivering the child with his disgusting, dirty hands. Oh, Nothing you is know. clean oh, in there. Staff. And then you know. she's supposed to just be, you know— Set free with her placenta coming out. What is yeah. what life is that? No, that's no, a great no, question. No, no. He, uh, upstairs, Alex wakes up. It turns oh, out we course. see Alex grab the garden shears and spring them down, and he actually stabbed them into Money's body, into his corpse. Not Alex. Interesting. Okay. Meaning Alex okay. is in rough shape, but he's still alive, and he manages he manages to trap the dog in a room. He locks the door behind it, and we see in the basement Norman Norman puts Cindy's body. The first woman in what looks like a, a trunk freezer and fills it with I'm going to say tar or concrete. He immediately <gasps> fills it to cover her corpse. Pia Norman then takes out a hot plate and takes something out of the freezer. He's defrosting some of his pre-frozen semen that I guess Absolutely he just not. had ready. Like no. if you thought this was over, why did you have more semen frozen, Norman? Something to think about. Oh. My goodness, that just brings up so much. You know, there's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, they did, because they want, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, not that, good. It's like we want to get around the issue of, like, did they, you know, did he attempt to make sweet love to her? Right. Was it, you know, what we would call, you know, if a Republican said it, legitimate rape? Was she conscious? What's, you know, but now they're showing us that he just has, you know, hot pockets in the freezer of his, Junk, yes. and that's disgusting. And now I'm just thinking about how that came to be. I'm thinking about, you know, that they make the toys, like, you know, a realistic vagina or, or bottom, if he's interested in bottom. Who knows? But um, now I'm thinking about how he jacked himself off. Okay, carry on. Right, yeah, because he came in prepared. This was not a surprise. This Ugh. kind of thing happened at least once before, and he's like, ah, I'm already prepared. Thank goodness. Um, right. You know, and Rocky's like, please, please, God. Like, please don't let this happen. And Norman says, God, there is no God. 
you tell me what God would allow this. And it's like, well, you, you got me there, Norman, but you're the one doing it, you know? Yeah. He's, I mean, and the logic's sound, but you shouldn't be the one saying it, you know? Yeah, once again, he's, like, just going back to, like, the original sin instead of, like, taking, mm-hmm. you know, responsibility. He, yeah, it takes you know, a shot personal the girl, but goddamn responsibility. Yeah, it's he's going back to, like, the butterfly effect. Like, sure, a butterfly flapped his wings and yada, 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 mm-hmm. and you shot this woman. But you shot the woman, sir. Exactly. And he tells her, until no. he, he tells Rocky, you know, I'm not a rapist. I would, I never forced myself on her. I promised to set her free, but she's gone and I'm done waiting. And so he ties up Rocky and he hoists her in the air. So she's sort of suspended, sort of in a hog type position with her, of course, legs spread. And he comes oh. over there at her with a huge pair of scissors and he cuts her pants and underwear, which you don't see, but like he's cutting the seat out of her pants basically. Oh, my gosh. And Rocky's like, no, please, you cannot do this. And Norman says, there's nothing a man cannot do once he accepts there is no God. Again, Normie, you got me there, but you're the one doing it. (laughs) When you say a man, you're the man, dude. Right. Sir, start the man in the mirror. You're the one. You know what I mean? Exactly. Please listen to that song and take it to heart. We see him fill up a turkey baster. With semen, he tells her, look, you're strong, you're young, you'll breed well. Meanwhile, Rocky is, like, flailing, fighting like hell, but is, can I get out? And he says, in nine months, I'll give you your life back. And he sort of lifts the turkey baster towards her, and she sort of, of course, starts to, like, black out, you know, sort of, like, push herself away from the experience. Suddenly, we see a hammer come down on the back of his head. It's Alex coming through in a pinch. And he just beats Norman over the head. Finally, Norman falls to the ground unconscious and, and Alex unties Rocky. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And Rocky's like, oh, yeah, one second. And then just starts kicking the shit out of Norman mm-hmm. before grabbing the turkey baster and shoving it in his mouth. Oh, okay. But, you know, you got to hear kick said. And finally, they, they tie him. They slap one of the handcuffs attached to the ceiling on Norman. Mm-hmm. And Rocky tells him, you're going to rot in fucking prison. And Alex is like, okay, so to go back to that, we can't mm-hmm. tell the cops <laughs> So if right. we steal his money, we can't call the cops. We have, these are the two options. We leave the money, we call the cops, he gets arrested. We steal the money, it's sort of the devil's bargain, mm-hmm. then he will not contact the cops. And Norman says, as we're saying this, you got what you came for, now take it and get out of my fucking house. And Alex says, mm-hmm. he's essentially saying, I will buy you off. So either we take the money, we call the cops, it's your call. Pia, they take the money and they make their way upstairs. Mm. Alex takes forever. He's opening the front door. But finally, as he gets it open, and it's dawn now, like there's daylight streaming in, he is shot through the chest by Norman, who, of course, he knows how to get out of handcuffs. He knows everything. Yeah. As he emerges from the basement, killing Alex. But Rocky's able to get outside, and she runs through the front door. And weirdly, they added shoe noises as she ran, even though we know that she didn't put her shoes on. And also, we can see it's just her socks, which I thought was Uh. a very interesting choice. Yeah. Unfortunately, while Norman outside is just sort of like a regular older man, he's got that big old dog. And the Rottweiler mm. chases Rocky down to the desolate neighborhood. She manages to get inside of their car. But when she turns, she sees her bag is outside. And she the keys are inside. So she's now trapped in her car. And, of course, the passenger side window is, is open. So she has to lean over and try to close it just as the dog is lunging inside. So she's... She finally, she's thinking quickly. Rocky pulls down the back seat of the car, and as she does, it does as a child crawls into the trunk, and she sort of rigs the trunk oh. with a rope. 
Yeah. And so when the dog le- like opens the trunk, when the dog leaps inside, she's able to slam the door behind it and then shoves up the back seat, trapping the dog in the trunk. Which okay. is a great idea, except the dog is extremely strong, and it just starts forcing its way into the back seat. Right. Even yeah. Like it's an old car. It's not like a. It's not like a cage. You know what I mean? It's not designed right. to have a dog throwing itself <laughs> at the back seat. But fortunately, Rocky's able to roll out of the car and slam the driver's side shut, only for Norman to grab her from behind, which brings us back to the original image of the man dragging a woman down the middle of the street. <gasps> oh. He takes her back inside. He sort of throws her down next to Alex's body. And as she looks, she Rocky sees a ladybug, again, hearkening back to the imagery of the beginning. Oh, she sees a ladybug yeah. on her hand, and it takes flight. And as it flies, it draws her attention to a, sort of a pile of belongings next to Alex, which include the, the alarm remote, which she then uh-huh. is able to grab and uses to set off the alarm to call the police. And Norman oh. freaks out. He starts just firing as Rocky attacks him with a crowbar, and because the alarm is so loud, he can't, like, perceive where she is anymore. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. able to avoid him. And she's just kicking his ass. And finally, she shoves him down the open ba- basement door. And he falls mm-hmm. down the stairs where he lies motionless. And upstairs, mm-hmm. she grabs her bag of money. And she escapes just as the police pull up. At the train station, because I guess they're going to take the train to California. That's going to be a long time. but And it would take yeah. prices as they are. I get it. But <laughs> Diddy's drawing a picture of her and Rocky at the beach. But Rocky's distracted, Pia, because she sees a news report about Norman and about the two burglars who broke in and tried mm-hmm. to rob him. And it says he was injured but is in stable condition. And it of said, course. according to the victim, no goods were stolen. Oh. So he basically decided, I will not tell them that I was mm-hmm. robbed of over a quarter million dollars. And mm-hmm. that is sort of the message of her, I am letting you go. And with that, Rocky right. takes Diddy and they get on their train. The end. Wow. Pia, your thoughts. Before we go over fatal mistakes, I want you to tell me how old is the sister Biddy or Diddy or Doodle? I find it so funny that you can't tell children's ages. So I want to put you on the spot. I'm going to say between seven and nine. I'm going to say seven. Oh, I was going to say eight, but I think seven. (laughs) So she is still a child child. You know, we're not talking mm-hmm. 11, we're not talking 10, but she is old enough. You know, she's clearly potty trained. She's she's in elementary school. She's potty trained. So I would say yes. between 5 and 10, I'm going to say 7. Okay, And yes. that, if I'm wrong, I, I, people write in are like, she's 14, what are you talking about? I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's a child child. Um, okay, potty trained. But a real sweetheart. And I'm also sort of like logistically like, can you take your minor sibling across state lines without permission from your parents. I just feel like it's going to be an ongoing issue, but maybe that's why they have a sequel to address the sort of the bureaucracy. That's really what I want them to get into, you know. It's Don't Breathe too. Family court. Um, It's just, yeah. But I, you know what? I'm going to say at some point, I was like, can't she just take the money? And what's the worst that could happen? If he talks to the police, which he would not want to, if he's Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type. Right. If he says, like, they stole my money or my money's missing or I don't know. Like, they're going to look for it, I guess. And Right? Yeah. But couldn't she just go, at, like, at any moment? Anyway, not not at any moment. I'm saying the dilemma uh, at the end of do we call the police and leave the money or do we, you know, lose the money or do we take the money and never call the police? I think there's another option of, like, set off the alarm and run. Yes, take I completely agree. And I think— 
again, I think they're giving a lot of credence to like the police investigation that I don't think is necessarily <laughs> going to happen, you know? And sure. I guess things worked out for the best for Rocky. Her two, her boyfriend and her dear friend were absolutely murdered. And she yeah. can never tell anyone what happened. And I'm imagining that will eat at her inside and, and have destructive um, uh, influence on her life. But, you know, she gets to live in California. Somebody lives in beautiful Los Angeles. Hey, it's all worth it, you know? Hey, I love it. I love it. This sounds like a lot of trauma, but I can see the mm-hmm. beach from my apartment. So do what it's you got to do about. to get out here, folks. That's what. That's the lesson here. And, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and it's just, I don't think— yeah. Yeah, maybe it just reads differently. That whole, like, third act dilemma of call the police and lose the money yes. probably reads differently to someone who, like, believes in the police, which Absolutely. I— Absolutely. That's not. a great point. So, <laughs> yeah, I just it, think, like, no. the police are going to roll up. They're just going to be like, you you got what stolen? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, who I, who cares? You this know, is a bad um, scene. Also, there, have to have, there has to be evidence that there's someone being held captive. Right, like, will they not find it weird that there is a, a concrete trunk— and also, I'm imagining Cindy Roberts' family reported her missing months ago because she's visibly pregnant. So it's that's like that's the newspaper headline. I thought that she was gonna show is Cindy Roberts or or whatever, or even someone else's name just reported missing, and then like point yes. to herself or something. That yeah, that's got to be going on. They can't possibly have, <laughs> you know, especially having been involved in this terrible lawsuit with a vindictive. Creepy man yeah. who lives in Creepyville. There's got to be a hunt on, you know, and if they had disposable income, like 300K, they've got resources. Right. They would have tracked her by now. And then if the police yeah, come exactly. in and see two bodies of robbers, it's like, great, but what about this prison cell you've built in your basement? Right, like, yeah. I mean, like, are they just never going to go down the basement? I, to me, it's clearly a red flag. <laughs> it, that's not something like that you just whip together. You know what I mean? Like, right. there is something going on. And there's also a freezer full of semen. You know, there's a lot of— mm. There's that. Red flags. A lot of red flags. And um, speaking of red flags, uh, what, were some, what were some fatal mistakes you think some people may have take, uh, uh, committed during Don't Breathe, Pia? Fatal mistakes. As with a number of movies, just starting from Jump Street, like, don't be criminals. You're criminals. Yeah. And... I'm and uh, you know I don't think I'm the most moral person in the world, but you know I might take extra change if someone made a mistake, victimless crime. But this at every step of the way just seems so calculated, and I don't you know that's really bad. Um, of course, of course, young, fresh-faced Alex going back in the house. It, yes. it, you can't forgive that. That's that's your fatal mistake, and I'm surprised he Absolutely. lived past the shears. It's a fun little twist in the movie, but. He yeah. should have walked in and just immediately been shot because that's the consequence. <laughs> like, you're going back. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Yeah, he's lucky yeah. he lived as long as he did. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, boy, I mean, the, the, the ultimate fail mistake, um, taking keys from your father's security business. I don't yeah. know what his father's like, but if you if he runs a security business, he doesn't, probably something kind of person you, you want to to have find out you did something horrible to, with his stuff. Like, I just got to yeah. think— Again, we don't see him. Maybe he's a stand-up guy. Doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like there's a disconnect here. And God help you if he finds out this is what you're doing. You're right to be scared, but you shouldn't be scared of the cops or being go to prison. You should be scared of your father. And the fact yeah, you're not, 100%. well, that's on you. That's on you, Alex. And it's also not like, you know, again, I take, I pay a lot of attention to, you know, premeditated versus in the heat of the moment. I did, you know, just to repeat, I did appear on one episode of Law & Order SVU, so I am qualified to speak on crimes. Absolutely. Um, 
it's an ongoing criminal enterprise that they were doing. It's not like, yes. you know, the mm-hmm. kid, like his father's briefcase fell open one day and there was a key with an address that also had a news clipping about money being in the house. And he was like, uh, fuck it, let's go. This is yeah. ongoing, multiple places. He had the remote as well for whatever the remote does and the sleeping gas bomb. <laughs> let's not forget yeah. the sleeping gas bomb. You don't have those just laying around the house. You plan uh, exactly. to do malice. And again, you want your dad, who runs a security company, to find out you have sleeping gas bombs in your house. I'm also going to bring up, this is not, it didn't say anything on Wikipedia, but this this is only a true crime story I know about because one of the victims' name is very similar to mine. So there was a period of time in 2012 where if you type my name, and it was I searched my name, absolutely, but instead of Hallie (laughs) Kiefer, it would redirect to... Haley Kiefer. So it's like oh. spelled a little bit differently. Uh, so it's a murder of this a young woman and of uh, Nicholas Brady. And tell me if you've heard this story. This is like a horrible story, but basically they break into a neighbor's house. The neighbor kills them. And then, of course, says, oh, it was um, stand your ground, you know, like fortress mm. laws. I'm allowed to do that. However, the neighbor was recording the whole thing. And on the recording, he is taunting them. He shoots one of them and then minutes later shoots the other. He goes on sort of like a, of course, insane, you know, uh, pro-America sort of rant about like what you're allowed to do. And he tried to use the castle doctrine. And basically they're like, no, actually, you're allowed to defend your home. That's not what you were doing. Like if you had shot one of them or, or even shot one of them and killed them and then the other one fled you cannot imprison them and force them, you know, once they enter your home uh, to undergo minutes of you berating them and then you go on some sort of, like, insane, you know, a Batman villain tirade. And right. he was actually convicted of uh, murder in both their cases. And Good. I kept being like, is this based on this? And Wikipedia doesn't say so, but this happened in 2012. And then production, mm. like, he wrote this in two, after Evil Dead, which is, um, he did the, re, uh, the director mm-hmm. um, did the reboot of um, Evil Dead in 2013. I have to think on some level this was inspired by that. And I could be it wrong. Seems, yeah, yeah. And also the uh, director is um, Fide Alvarez, who I think is a great director. But I think it's interesting that maybe he's spoken about it and I just can't find it online. Um, but I have to imagine, because it's so similar to that real-life story, that it feels like this is inspired by that in some way. If I'm yeah, wrong, that I, overall I apologize. Theme is but... really, that's really interesting that, yeah, it is very similar that it could have been, you know, protecting your home and your ground, but the second you, like, start having a back and forth or any yeah. sort of, a, like, giving chase and then— yeah, if there's any sort of a pause in the action and then exactly. something happens after that, you've had a moment to think and you're doing it. So that's right. awful. Oh, yeah. So on the recording, the the young woman was shot. Minute You could hear her talking. Minutes later, he shoots her again. So they're like, it's murder. <sighs> you can't just, again, if somebody breaks in, you shoot them, whatever. I, right. Again, that's a very complicated issue. In this case, it was clearly murder. It was The, the second wow. shot was to kill. Anywho. Yeah, by the way, not endorsing simply, you know, cocking gun and shooting everyone who, have, you know, comes yes. near or into, or even into your home. But this is a whole other thing. This is like, so now they're in like your house of horrors. Like, stop. Exactly. And then what's even more interesting, I think, about the franchises in Don't Breathe 2, which came out last year, it the main character is Norman. He mm-hmm. is now the protagonist. 
And I, I haven't seen it, so I find it hard to believe how can you make somebody who is clearly kidnapping a woman to impregnate her, even if he has his reasons, how we're, you're going to ex- expect me to then watch that person be the protagonist of essentially an action movie. I right. don't think I want to watch it, you know? Yeah, no. And it's not a prequel, is it? We don't watch the, the um, According to Wikipedia, Cindy, it happens eight years after the events of the first film. Oh. And we, I don't think this is a spoiler. He has an 11-year-old daughter. <gasps> yeah. Oh. In the second Wait, in the I second just did movie. the whole meme, the, the, the Zach Galifianakis meme. <laughs> or everyone now, Winona Ryder, of the algebra in front of my face yeah. with the math and the numbers. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, know. I don't know where he got that daughter, but that ain't his daughter. That daughter's been somebody else's daughter, if I had to guess. Uh, there are so many children who need a home. That this is my you know, hey, maybe away. that's the moral of this. Oh, he's making one with. Oh, I, just I just don't. That that is so horrifying. It's and I even mm, that piece of it, the the frozen sperm, <laughs> tough stuff is so awful to me so that tough. it almost overshadows like the gunshot to the head in Act One. Maybe I don't know. That's disgusting. I guess on some level, it's like, well, that could happen. I don't mean, like, again, not that, like, I can imagine shooting someone, but, like, unfortunately, that is the nature of having a gun is, like, oh, no. You know, like, horrific things could happen without you meaning to. Kidnapping a woman and setting up some sort of impregnation dungeon requires so much more work that it hits a different part of your soul. Like, oh, this is terrible because he puts so much thought. This is his thing. You know, like, he spent so much of his life putting this together. Ugh, the Um, I also just want to say, I was like, oh, is it worth this to go to California? And I will say, the one nice thing about L.A. is it's filled with people who, if you paid the $300,000, would absolutely do whatever horrible thing you wanted to. Anything. So come on over, girl. Bring that. Bring your sister. Everybody here is completely on board, you know? Yeah, and unfortunately, I I know from experience, you can't just take a younger sibling and and go. Um, So that's why the sequel would be set in family court. Um, yes, exactly. But I just almost like the I a horror movie that I watched so that I could participate in your show was X, um, not participate, but you know, be an active listener when you did that and what one. Did you think? And then finding out they're doing a prequel, it, it's giving me that sort of energy. Like I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to know. You're disgusting. I don't want to know your my business. Story. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah, I don't need and I don't need an origin story. And in general, yeah, evil just exists. And if that's a part mm-hmm. of his justification, then you know they're yeah. going to make money. They want to make money. There it is. And then finally, um, where would you place "Don't Breathe" on the spooky scale, Pia? A spooky scale. This is high. This is like eight or nine screams. The the darkness. The just a filthy house. To begin with, yeah, just a filthy, the you know, probably an old house with all kinds of funk and mold. So, oh, so yeah. just starting. That's before any of the action starts, and I'm <laughs> horrified. Just the state, the state of the cleanliness of the house already gives you a couple of points. Yeah, it's just even anything on there on top of there is just extra gravy screams. Um, no, the darkness, the running, the the just. I guess finding out this person is a merciless killer. Once he shoots the friend, it's like, yeah, fuck, this is not good. And I'm remind, I'm remembering now. There's an episode of Criminal Minds, that criminal show that always makes sense, um, about 
a person who kidnapped, it's not the same genesis, but he kidnapped a woman's daughter and held her for a while and killed her and, and then kidnapped the mother to impregnate oh, her. Jesus. To oh, create God. an Yeah, just just, yeah. just horrible. Absolutely horrific. And it was that similar thing of like, I just need a new daughter. Like, oh, oh boy. Yeah, that's a special. And also it's like, what is that daughter gonna you mean like yeah, think about the child too. You know, it's like, oh so you have a new daughter, dot, 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 and, like, her life is going to be normal? Like, come on. Right. Yeah, just enroll her in school, you know, get her in Mommy and Me. You know, never mind her mommy's bound and gagged, but, exactly. you know, wheels oh, on boy. the bus go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Pia. I'm sorry. That oh, was awful. no. No, you're right, though. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, so what, like, what, what are you going to do? What number value are we assigning? Nine. Nine to Nine. You know, and I will say watching it the second time, I think it is really a movie to be watched, like to be enjoyed on the first watch. Like I liked it. I think it's mm-hmm. a solidly made movie. But like once you, all the reveals are like, <gasps> um, I'm going to give this mm-hmm. a seven. Because the first time I saw it, I really mm-hmm. genuinely found it very terrifying. And I enjoyed it the second time, but it's kind of the um, the horror of it is more of the, the shock of, of learning all the different elements of the story. But I'm going to say seven. Right. And I don't think yeah. Allison could watch this. So, because I could be like, is this a, a thriller? But once you get to the basement, uh, Allison would be, I would have to tap out, I think, for sure. As with so many movies, once you get to the basement, it's just no good. Mother's <laughs> there sometimes. It's just, it's bad news. But yeah, Mother's it's, there. it's also because, no, oh, mother, mother. Um, mother. Yeah, because it's not supernatural is, is always yeah. scarier to me. Because supernatural gives you the horrifying visuals maybe more so. You know, someone splits open or yes. bursts into flame and is still talking to you. <clears throat> but this is a person who's a killer and mm, yeah, no good. That's, that, that ratchets up the fear. No good. And, and no good I will, the meat of it from the trailer, going by that two minutes— um, looked very visually interesting. And so going back to just, like, loving movies and how they're made, I could see a lot of really enjoyable sequences in there, enjoyable as, mm-hmm. you know, covering my eyes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, when you zoom out and ask questions about, you know, <laughs> anything, <laughs> there's there's some problems. There's semen yeah. in the freezer. There's semen in the freezer. Also, really, not not the opposite of a love letter to Detroit. I'll say that much. N- not oh. not really oh. giving much love to that city. Um, oh, hasn't Detroit been through enough? Just I know. Come on. Listen, I mean, shout out to anyone who lives in Detroit. Um, let us know your exactly. favorite part about the city. And city, um, in the meantime, um, thank you so much for listening, Pia. Thank you so much for for joining me. This is incredible. Please follow her on Twitter. Is there anything else you you would like to plug, or anything you'd like to to guide people to um, now that they know and love you? Yes, I will actually. Um, I am a longtime volunteer and now on the board of directors of Safe Place for Youth, which is an organization uh, fighting youth homelessness here in LA. And um, it's a really great resource. And we have a main access center and then different housing programs. And, you know, if you are experiencing homelessness as a teenager, you need extra support because think about just being a teenager and then pile on the really, really, really insurmountable challenges. But they are surmountable, and that is something that I am really passionate about. So please go to www, the three dubs, safeplaceforyouth.org, all spelled out, safeplaceforyouth.org. And if you're in L.A., come volunteer with me. And if you're not, 
Hit that donate button. I hate to be so crass, but please give. Not at all. Please <laughs> donate, volunteer. I'm going to the website right now. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, everybody. And just as a reminder, of course, we have the live show for Ruined coming up this Sunday. So please get your tickets at momenthouse.com slash ruined. We're going to have a live chat. We're going to have merch. Uh, we're going to have a signature cocktail. And we're going to have fun most of all. So please join us on Sunday. And again, if you can't make it on Sunday, you will have a link to the show for 72 hours. Watch it as your leisure. Be terrified while you relax. Um, and we're excited to see you there. And in the meantime, if you'd like to say it with me, please oh, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.